Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums, on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the universe, the great mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Whitney Foray. She believes that the key to our revolution lives within our creative mind, and it's only when we embrace and amplify our creative powers that we can truly align with our higher self, which is infinitely creative. At creativelyfit.com, Whitney inspires her online clients around the world to embrace their role as the artist in the art that is their life. She takes them on a journey within where painting and doodling become meditation and an opportunity for the mind to expand, for the ego and for the to-do list to melt away, and for a new personal confidence connected to spirit to emerge. Whitney has two published books on creativity, including The Artist Within, A Guide to Becoming Creatively Fit. Her unique application of art making and personal empowerment has garnered attention on national news networks and conferences in the United States and South Africa. Her creative and spiritual journey began in 1996 when she opened an art studio with no art training. As she became creatively fit along with her clients, she also found her spiritual awakening on new levels. In 2012, she launched the Spirit Project 2012 and the Journey Retreats that unifies her two favorite pursuits, creativity and spirituality. Welcome, Whitney. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for being with me today. Did I say your last name correctly? You did. You did great. Great. (laughs) So it's interesting to me that you started Creatively Fit when you had no artistic training. What made you decide to do that? Yeah, it was really um, kind of a magical experience. I was someone who came up with ideas constantly for things I wanted to do. You know, at the time I was um, a couple years out of college and um, I was in a direct sales job, actually, which was I knew nothing I wanted to do but felt very strongly that I was supposed to do that until I came up with the idea. And I was reading a book, which is a fabulous book, called Zen and the Art of Making a Living by Lawrence Bolt. And he... Um, explained very clearly that we all needed to live as artists. Um, and he wasn't talking about painting, but he was about talking about taking responsibility for the role we play in creating our lives. And he really did insist throughout the book. He kept referring to us as artists and this artist mentality. And I'm like, well, great. Where does one go to develop this artist mentality? Because I had been a wannabe artist most of my life, you know, and in the time that I had graduated from college, had attempted to, you know, call the local art center and sign up for an art class, and inevitably I would have just missed the deadline, you know, and I was kind of afraid to go take an art class because I'd had the art teacher when I was nine tell me I had a great eye for color and balance, but drawing wasn't my thing, you know, <laughs> so um, so I was really a wannabe, and, and it was really one of those you know, light bulb Cinderella moments that you think will happen to everybody else and not you when I was reading that book. And I 
I still have the book where I wrote down the Creative Fitness Center. It was like, I want to open a place, a safe, supportive environment where people can come to make art to physiologically access and strengthen that right brain muscle so they can go back out into the art that is their life and create change. And there might as well have been a voice from heaven saying, this is what I want you to do. You know, it was so dramatically different energetically than all the other ideas I had had. And, um, and I've, I made enough money in the sales job to just quit that and and buy an old house and and turn it into an art center with no business plan, you know, no art training. Um, it was really a very intuitive, spirit-led act. And at the time, um, you know, I was partly aware of of the way spirit was moving, but the spiritual growth really. Um, did happen alongside my creative artistic growth um, because it's just all connected as you have been um, revealing to people as well. And so um, but that part of my story that I had no experience has ended up being the greatest gift because most of the people that I teach um, don't believe they're artistic or creative and are nervous, you know, in a painting class that they're going to mess up or they're they don't know what to do, and so when I tell them I didn't know what I was doing and I opened the art center, they're like, oh, okay, so surely I can get through this, you know, and so that has been um, a wonderful part of it. I can see why it happened that way. Well, and it's, um, I, I've watched some of the news clips and stuff you have on your website, and I know that, you know, with a lot of your your book and, and the classes that you teach, you're teaching people how to embrace their creativity in all aspects of their lives and in whatever business mm-hmm. they're in. So has has it been a challenge to bring that that spiritual practice into the types of classes you teach, mm-hmm. or has it been a natural expression of that? Well, um, the interesting thing about that is... Um, you know, it's kind of like, and we have all experiences, especially those of us that, that do have um, spiritual lives that really excite us and, you know, motivate us. And, and you know, it's like you have some people or friends that you share more with maybe than others, right? Right. <laughs> and so, so I would do that in my classes um, or when I was teaching people privately, you know, you'd kind of feel them out and see if this was the audience that was open to that or not. And, and my approach, you know, if you kind of picture the almost like the pyramid shape, you know, the thing that everyone can agree on and that's safe to talk about is the whole left-right hemisphere relationship and how they're created to balance each other perfectly and that we live in a very left-brain-dominated society and our right brain um, is weak as a result. But the right brain is what's responsible for learning anything new um, which means creating any kind of change. And, of course, in the last several years, we've all been painfully aware of all the change that needs to be created. So so I can start there and then talk about how, you know, since your right brain is, is responsible for new things and new ideas, it's getting it from somewhere else. Like your left brain is the big filing cabinet and your right brain is what's reaching out into, you know, the subconscious, the universal consciousness, the intuitive mind. So it's like I take them on that path. Sometimes I take them quicker, you know, or slower. Um, But that is traditionally where we started. And and when when my first book came out in 2008, um, I had an amazing experience meditating at the, um, I can't remember the name, the Meditation Gardens um, in California on the coast there south of Carlsbad. And um, 
it's a yoga center, and um, and I was doing automatic writing in my journal, and the message I got was, you know, just get out of your own way, stop, you know, trying to think about every detail, and just get people into their right brain, and we'll take it from there. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That's easy, you know. And so for the next couple of years, it was, um, you know, I was very confident in the fact that the spiritual growth is an inevitable part of the creative journey. And so I focused on getting people into, you know, comfortable with and launched on their creative journey and, and you know, confident that the rest would follow. And then starting in 2010, late 2010, I started getting, you know, how you get all the synchronicities and coincidences and people emailing you and calling right. you and things popping up. And it was like, okay, now it's time to lead with the spiritual aspect of your work. And I was like, Oh, no, I'm pretty comfortable with it on the back burner, you know, and, and I was able to observe myself being afraid of that, you know, like, wow, look at how afraid I am of this, but while still being afraid, which was a really interesting experience, and, um, and I had, you know, heart palpitations, and I was having, you know, physical um, symptoms of that I knew were saying, okay, come on, you know, like, you've got to do this, and so, um, so I started, like, if you look back at my blog post, you know, maybe starting in February, March 2011, I started writing with a lot more of a spiritual emphasis, and, um, and I had been painting owls, I had started painting owls, um, in, like, maybe early 2010, and, and, um, like there are people out in Facebook land, for example, that will probably never see an owl again and not think of me. You know, it's like <laughs> I was painting owls, and and um, and for me, the owls are our inner light and our ability to illuminate things that we've been keeping in the dark, right? And so, um, so the owls were also wanting me to illuminate that that spiritual side, and and um, and so in 2012. Um, was really like the January 2012, the fall of 2011 um, was all about kind of shoring up my spiritual girders. I started working with a spiritual coach and a shaman and um, and in January 2012 launched the Spirit Project, which is a, you know, just was a real... Um, is a real simple vehicle that I wanted to provide for people to capitalize on all the energy around 2012 and really make it a year of spiritual growth. And um, and then the journey retreat is kind of like a live in-person um, version of that. And so I really found my voice in 2012. And um, and and my painting has um, has really shifted tremendously in that the painting has really become more of a channel for spirit to communicate and there's a dialogue so um you know there may be animals or symbols that either attract my eye and i paint them and then i figure out what they mean or um or i'm you know seeing you know hawks or this one celtic symbol keeps coming up and i paint it and then i see it kind of working in my life so so now it's like having a conversation um, and really tuning into and recognizing and honoring the way our spiritual side is communicating um, with Source Spirit God through um, the colors that we're attracted to and the symbols that we see and are attracted to and the animals that cross our path, that that's all a part of it. And when you paint it, you're capturing that energy, you're 
you're entering into a dialogue, it's like you're creating this portal that brings that down into your life and it, and you know, it's hard to explain, right? But right, right. Well, and when you're, I could write a book, you know, my year in pictures. Right. And you have written books, but so when you're getting ready to create your own art, um, what do you have kind of a process or a ritual that you use to connect to that divine flow that then helps you get into that zone? Right. Well, you know, I'm not a a structure girl, right? So I I don't have, like, the one thing I do all the time. Um, I have, um, since the um, fall of 2011, I have had um, a pretty regular meditation practice that really helps. And and I have, you know, an altar in my studio, and um, and I work, you know, I just have different you know, crystals and rocks and things that um, that I do believe help kind of raise the vibration of the space where I am and where I'm creating. And um, and I have music that I love to listen to. You know, I love to listen to Gabriel Roth and, and different kind of instrumental music like that when I'm when I'm painting. So um, and really, you know, it's the intention. It's um, it's the the spirit and the intention and the energy that you bring to the process. And, um, and for me, you know, my paintings, um, are really first and foremost there to help me encourage others to paint and create, you know? So, um, so I am always, you know, doing a video or snapping the step-by-step pictures and, um, and, showing people, giving them permission. It's not about being perfect or being this great artist. You know, it's the act of doing this takes you to a different level of awareness and of consciousness. And the more you do it, the more tapped in you get. And and then, of course, you know, the more you realize you have to know and <laughs> right. and there is to explore. But, um, but so, there, so there's not so much a process as just kind of an energy and an intention around the whole thing that um, feels like there is a dialogue or a relationship. You know, I'm always thinking of Michelangelo talking about how the, the, the statue, the form would appear from within the stone, you know, like it was already there. Um, it's very much that feeling of instead of um, coming at it from this is something I am creating um, to, you know, what is being revealed to me through this. And, you know, and respecting the fact, like, why am I painting this, you know, Native American-looking eagle thing? And then a couple of days later, it's like, ah, I see. Right. <laughs> I see why I was doing that. And um, it's fascinating, you know. It's really fascinating. And and in this year, you know, in the past, even with my owls, you know, I'd paint them, and I, I would sell them and or, you know, give them as gifts and, you know, selling them online. And, and um, I, I don't have that much artwork um, typically hanging up in my house of my own. But this year, all these paintings and symbols and images are like, you know, they're they're a part of me or they're a part of, you know, I don't, I can't really imagine selling them. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> um, so it, it's a different, it's a whole different um, relationship around it that, that I've been very grateful to experience yet another layer or level of, of this whole process. Um, I really think that the art making, which is, I love what you are doing by spotlighting this, is that, you know, our our modern Western capitalistic society has created 
um, a box around art making that says it's only for people who could make money doing it. Right. And and really, as human beings, we have created art longer than we've created almost anything else. You know, before there was money, before there was a written language, there was art, and and they made art then to connect to spirit and source. And so, you know, we're rediscovering that now, but it's really the hugest part of our history. We just have to remember this connection, right? And um, Well, and I'd like, so, of course, to talk a little bit about um, about doodling, I noticed in yeah. your bio that you, you know, you teach your clients how to doodle and how that can be a meditative practice. And I'm a, I'm a avid doodler. And um, <laughs> a friend of mine last year introduced me into the concept of prayer doodling and using mm-hmm. it intentionally as a meditative practice. And I, and it really has made such an impact for me, um, particularly this year as I've started being more, more intentional about um, doing that throughout you know throughout my week and throughout my month is having some time to create those meditative types of doodles um yes. so can you talk a little bit about how you teach people how to do that and what that looks like when you're telling someone sure. what they what that what they should do right exactly so um so and this has been a really fun thing as well so i have um, several different of the creativity workouts in my book are really simple kind of doodle exercises the first one that has, you know, changed lives, right? Like people are going on and on about the scribble drawing. And it always makes me laugh because of of how we typically, you know, like, oh, I just scribble, you know, or kids scribble. And, and, um, and then I have these, you know, like executives scribbling to get insight into things. And I love that. So the scribble drawing is literally like, you know, you put your marker, pen or pencil or whatever you have down on the paper, close your eyes and like one, two, three, go, scribble, stop like that quickly, you know, just a big scribble on the paper. And then you open up your eyes and it's like the cloud game. It's like, what do you see? What, what, what does it make you think of? And sometimes you have to rotate the picture around and sometimes you have to go through the, you know, your left brain shatter of like, see, I I can't even scribble right. Like I don't see anything (laughs) in my scribble, you know, I mean, that happens all the time. And you just, just sit with it or add another scribble on top and then you'll see something, you know, often complete, you know, like a rubber duck or a a truck or something really simple and you just start turning it into that. And then, you know, where is the rubber duck or the truck or, you know, the flower and and you just add to it and add to it. And, And this is where the meditative part, you end up transitioning depending on the person, you know, within you know, maybe three to seven minutes. You know, people are always asking me about how long, and I never count anything. But um, And then all of a sudden you realize that you're not, that you don't have the mental chatter, the monkey mind going on, and you're really zeroing in on these lines and shapes and images, and they're connecting you to new thoughts. And so as long as you can follow that, you know, it's great. And then I have people, when I'm doing this with them, um, and then they do this, like, in their journal or something. When they're done doodling, they write down the first five words that come to mind and then use that as another um, jumping-off point to do just a stream of consciousness writing in their journal. And and what they end up getting is a message from their intuitive, higher self, spirit, you know, whatever that is for you. And um, it's very recognizable that it's, different kinds of thoughts and ideas than you were having just the five minutes ago. And and they're usually very simple, truthful, clear messages 
right? They're not complicated or confusing, and it's usually based on some sort of, you know, kind of universal truth around, you know, love or patience or, you know, you know things that that we know inherently. It's like, okay, I, I remember this. And so the the doodling, the scribble, again, is is the portal to to kind of quiet our mind and and connect to that intuitive spiritual side. Um, and the really fun thing to do as well is to do that same scribble drawing but do it in a group. So it could be your family around the kitchen table or to get a meeting started at work or um, a women's group or a book club or, you know, any group. And instead of doing it all yourself, you do the scribble real quick and then pass it to the person next to you to the left and you just keep passing it around and everyone adds to everyone's picture and then you get yours back write the first five words that come to mind and and do the stream of consciousness writing on the back and there have been some magical experiences where people get the image and they're like how in the world did you all know (laughs) and um and some and i've had that with groups of complete strangers where nobody knew anything and then you can play around with the group of like okay let's set the intention you know everybody kind of think to yourself something that you would like insight into and then everybody else set the intention to really follow your intuition you know whatever comes to mind when you get the paper draw it and just trust that it is there for a reason and um and that has been amazing i mean i had because um, I do these all the times and all the time in my workshops and things, and I had this character that literally all over the country, this one character kept coming back in my collaborative scribbles. And I'm like, how? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like this Joker, you know, royal Joker kind of guy with this very kind of, you know, almost disturbing face smile. And it was like, okay, and and he kept coming, and and it's really it's incredible. So the scribble drawing is is a way to um, really pretty quickly um, access that, um, that intuitive spirit side. And, and then another one of the workouts um, is called Drawing is Energy. And, and I really got this from Pat Allen, who wrote um, a book recently that I think it's like art is spiritual practice or art. Like, I don't have it in front of me, but Pat Allen, if you haven't read that book or I don't know if you could try and interview her, but she's amazing. And, and she said that your kind of your doodles is like a snapshot of your energy. And so the drawing is energy workout is where you're just making lines and shapes and zigzags. You're trying, you're not trying to draw anything in particular, right? It's just literally the doodling without um, having to judge, like, oh, that doesn't look anything like that. So you're just making, and it's kind of like stream of consciousness. You just, you know, you draw a circle, and then you draw little zigzags coming out of it, and then you draw a checkerboard, and then, you know, and you just let one mark lead to another until the page is covered. And um, and that, again, creates a shift and detaches your ego mind because you're not drawing anything that's supposed to look like anything. So it has to disengage in your right brain hemisphere can connect to that other modality and and that's a really really simple one and then i think kind of what you're doing that's um that's evolved um in the last couple of years is what i call um streaming doodles (laughs) and that's and that's kind of like the drawing is energy but you're actually drawing different objects that may come to mind and then the words and then the words lead to new objects and and so it's like this um 
you know, doodling journey, right? And, and, you know, one image leads to a thought that, you know, I write down in words, and then one of those words is something that I draw that leads to another thought. And so it's just kind of following, following your mind that way, letting your mind um, go on a nonlinear, nonjudgmental, you know, intuitive, um, open-minded, love-based uh, thought process. Well, and it's interesting to me that the, like when I, like yesterday when I did my doodle, I live close to a river and so I took all of my colored pencils and my notebooks and everything and went down to the river and sat at a picnic table by the river and doodled for an hour and a half. And my, my mind got completely quiet during that time. And I, it's been a week of a lot of deadlines and there's been a lot of things going on and it was, and I was feeling really overwhelmed at the beginning of that. And so it was, it was really remarkable to me. And such a good example to me of how clear my mind could get in, you know, just a little bit of time of disengaging and going to that other part of my brain that maybe wasn't getting enough attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I, I continue to have so many experiences working with others and myself where you just really do, like, you feel like everyone needs to know about this. Like, there's so much stress and anxiety and worry out there and there's so many challenges and, and and there is so much change that needs to be created and it's really it's up to us and it and it's um, all dependent on us accessing new potential within us and awareness and and figuring out new ways to collaborate and work together on so many different levels right and um, and and this modern era that we're living in with all the complexity and the, you know, deadlines and passwords and, you know, everything we're juggling is a very new phenomenon. And it's, you know, it's super busy, right? And it's, and our minds are going full throttle. And, um, I mean, even, you know, the research into, you know, um, like the aging um, health issues, they, they really feel like a lot of them are a result of us not spending enough time in the alpha brain waves, which is what you experience by the river, right? right? I mean, we're just, we're not giving ourselves enough downtime. I mean, we're at this point where we feel guilty for just sitting down <laughs> for a couple minutes, you know, That's and it's right. like, and, 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 I, and I'm an optimist, you know, so I don't believe that we've, we've gone, we're on this point of no return and we've just, you know, miss the mark and, and, and we're never going to be able to make it all better. I, I do believe that we can. It's just going to take us learning how to think and approach um, our potential and our awareness and what we're capable of differently. And this is where I love, you know, quantum physics coming in and saying, you know, how we create our reality, literally. And and that completely dovetails with the um, spiritual writing and teaching that's going on these days and it, it really is up to us and and then the science that says we only use you know four or six or eight percent of our total mental capacity that means that other 96 percent or 94 percent exists right and right and so so a lot of it is just detaching from this 
normal pattern of thinking, this normal way of doing things and figuring out how to create change in how we think and react and, and how we access information in our, and, and where we're putting the value and, and understanding that our intuition is just as valuable as our logical mind and that when we bring both to any situation, that's when we're really stepping into our power and, um, and that's what the art making can do for you, right? And so... That's right. Anyway, Whitney, yeah. I, I, we have just a couple minutes. Can you tell our listeners how they can how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out more about the workshops that you do and the books that you've written and that kind of thing? Yes. Well, um, of course, everything is at creativelyfit.com. And um, the exciting thing about Creatively Fit is we have online programs that are um, – there to take you on this journey, to take you from, oh, I can't even draw a straight line and I'm really stressed to everything that Vanessa and I are talking about, you know, really understanding how to harness this um, technique and these skills and, and use them to really um, to really create a new kind of mindfulness in your life. And so we have um, a three-step program that is um, a ton of fun. It's the Meet Your Artist Within program that really introduces you to your left and right hemisphere, how they manifest in your consciousness, how you can choose which one serves you better in different situations, and um, these simple, like the scribble drawing and the drawing is energy and different creativity workouts that go along with that. And then there's the Painting Made Easy program where you learn how to paint. It takes all the fear out of the blank canvas, and people have taken that class online and learned how to paint in the comfort of their home without having to worry about, you know, the person next to them being better, you know, like they feel like they learn um, easier that way. And then um, the ultimate creative challenge, which we have one starting August 31st, um, called the Painting Marathon, and um, that's where instead of running 26 miles to get physically fit, you paint 26 paintings to get creatively fit, but you paint the 26 paintings over and over on the same canvas. Oh, wow. So you're, you're <laughs> painting over every painting, so you can't get all stressed about, like, oh, this stinks. It's like, oh, I'm going to paint right over it. So you learn detachment, and you free yourself up, and you really learn to exercise that that creative muscle which your mind works just like a set of muscles and and you can start that without having done the other programs but we have a a group a a really fun group starting that on august 31st and um so you can learn about that on the website and then i'm constantly traveling i'm going to be in um, london ontario canada on a monday tuesday teaching two different workshops and i'm going to a creativity conference in canada and um so uh, so there's lots of ways to plug in. We have a real fun Facebook group, of course. And then the Journey Retreat is really um, an amazing experience. Like I said, it's it's very much a live and in-person experience of everything we're talking about. And um, we did the first one in April in Oregon, and the next one is coming up in Joshua Tree over the 12-21-12 weekend. And um, that information is at Journey Creatively. Dot com and that is um, for everyone who attended the first one has been a life changing experience meeting 
new lifelong friends, business partners. You know, things have been happening since the journey ever since, and, and we really see the 12-21-12 as a whole new beginning, you know, and an opportunity for all of us to really consciously say, okay, what served us in the past and what didn't, and let's leave what didn't behind, and let's enter into this new um era or age where we're doing things differently, where we're creating the change we want, where we're harnessing our intuition as much as our logic. And it's a very practical, um, uh, it's been described as an irreverent group of, <laughs> of people, you know, it's a, it's a blast. And, and that, you know, I really, you know, the in-person events, right, we can get kind of like, oh, well, I've got to fly or, you know, it costs us money. But nothing compares to um, connecting with a group, especially when the whole um, atmosphere is supportive and spirit-led and heart-led and um, creative and inspiring and encouraging. And I mean, it's just like strapping, you know, rocket boosters to your... That's right. And we inspire each other. And Whitney, we're out of time, but I so appreciate you coming onto the show and and folks can come and find more about you at creativelyfit.com. So thank you so much. Thank you, Vanessa. And thank you to our listeners. I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows. You can find links to all of our shows on Empower Radio and on our website, artisworship.net. Please come share your stories of Art as Worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash artisworship, or suggest an artist that we should interview. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste. Namaste.